Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're in an amazing series on the Psalms, ancient, inspired scripture songs that contain powerful messages for our lives today. Today, lessons from our past, things that will help us, guide us in the present, and secure peace and hope for the future. So welcome to Hope Sabbath School. Welcome to the team. Good to see you all again. And I'm excited today because one of our team, Puya, is going to be leading our class. We're glad you're going to be teaching us, Puya. We've got some remote team members with us, too. Let's see who's joining us remotely today. Sabina, always good to have you with us. Glad you're here. Glennie, good to have you with us today. And Trisha Lee, good to see you. We're glad you're here. I'm so happy for our remote team members, and I'm happy for you, too, being with us because you're an important part of our Hope Sabbath School family. We're always happy to hear from you because we know that God is using an in-depth, interactive study of His Word to bless lives around the world. So you can write to us. Please do that. sshope at hopetv.org. Here's a note from Joshphat in Kenya. And Joshphat says, Hello, everyone. Got the wave? I like the way you make the Bible study simple, easy, and interactive, but also in-depth. You can tell he's watching Hope Sabbath School, right? (laughs) It's 10 years now since I started following Hope Sabbath School, and I must confess to you that since that time, my life has drastically changed. Thank you so much. Keep the good work you're doing. God bless you. Josh Fatt from Kenya. Well, thanks so much for writing to us, and that brings great joy to our hearts to hear how God's blessed you. Well, here's a note from Daphne in Georgia, in the United States of America. Daphne writes and says, I don't belong to a local church or denomination at this time, but I need Jesus in my life. Amen. Period. (laughs) I'd like to meet Daphne. I'm reading the Bible through for the seventh time. (laughs) And I found Hope Sabbath School last November. (laughs) And the team makes the Bible come alive. I'm watching every morning at 6 a.m. on DirecTV. Well, DirecTV channel 368. If you'd like to watch there, you can also go to our YouTube channel, Hope Channel, Hope Sabbath School on our YouTube, or you can go to hopetv.org slash hopess. Watch us online or on our Hope Channel app. You say, Derek, you're making it easy. And that's the goal, that as many people as possible can be part of our Bible study. Here's a note from a donor in Texas, in the U.S., a little handwritten note, and it says, Greetings to the Hope Channel family. Uh, Let's see. I'm 95 years old, and I'm not working now. (laughs) But God knows what I can do. Hmm. So keep up the good work. God loves you, and I love you too. And a donation of $100. Amen. Bless the Hope Sabbath School's evangelistic media ministry around the world. Well, I'm not working now, but God knows what I can do. (laughs) We want to thank you, donor in Texas. You know who you are, a faithful partner with us in sharing God's good news around the world. One last note from Marvin. And Marvin is in Kentucky, here in the U.S. And Marvin says, I've been listening to Hope Sabbath School for about a 
a year now, and your panel gives me great comfort that goes along with my Bible study. Mm. Mm. The in-depth study with you all is gratifying. The worship with Hope Sabbath School makes good for knowledge and relationship with my Heavenly Father. Amen. <laughs> I will continue to watch Hope Sabbath School and keep you all in my prayers. Be blessed, Marvin. Amen. Well, Marvin, thanks for writing to us from Kentucky here in the U.S. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. By the way, have you gone to our website to get the gift of a free collection of Trilogy Scripture songs, including our theme song? These are Trilogy Scripture songs from the Psalms, six of them, including Psalm 105, which is our theme song. You can go to hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the free gift tab, and download your collection. You say, Derek, I don't know how to do that. Well, ask someone young who's close by, because they'll know how to go there to the website and download those songs for you. Fill your heart with the Word of God and be blessed. You say, Derek, I've already done that. Well, good. That means you've learned our theme song, and we want to invite you to sing it with us just now. I'm excited, Pui, that we can study the Word of God together today. Let us pray as we begin our study. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity once again to open your Word and learn more about you. So we pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit to open our hearts and let your Word come alive. Amen. Help us understand what you want us to learn. And I pray not only for our team members here in the studio and our remote teams, but also all the Hope Sabbath School members from around the world. Mm -hmm. I pray that, Lord, as we study this lesson together, that you'll speak to each one of us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So our lesson today is lesson number 10 of this series that we have been studying on the Psalms. And the title of our lesson today is Lessons from the Past. We'll be looking at a few psalms in recounting the history of God's leading for His people. 
And if you're watching from home or wherever you are watching this from, I invite you to go get your Bibles and open the Bibles with us as we'll be reading many scripture today. All right. So uh, the title, once again, is Lessons from the Past. And as we, has been, as we have been studying on the Psalms, we will see that there are different types of Psalms, right? There are Psalms about praising God, Psalms about crying out to God for help, Psalms of celebration, and there are also the types of Psalms that talks about historical accounts. And today we'll be looking at those Psalms that talks about salvation history, of how God has led His people. But before we go to the Psalms, I want us to think about the importance of remembering uh, the historical accounts of God's history in our lives and in the lives of God's people. Uh, Pedro, would you start our study by going to Romans chapter 15, verse 4, and let's look at what Paul has to tell us about looking back to the past to learn from it. Sure. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Romans 15, verse 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we taught the patience and comfort of the Scripture might have hope. Mm, okay, so according to Paul, the Scripture has been written for, not only for the people at that time, but also for... Us, for us. learning, mm -hmm. for our learning, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, my question is, why is there so much history of God's interaction with His people in the Scripture? John, I see your hand. A mm -hmm. couple of things. One, uh, you know, theology is couched in different genres of the Bible, mm. and history is one of them. Mm. And biblical history specifically is not just talking about the happenings, but it is interpretive history where it shows how God has dealt with His people down through the centuries, uh, which has important messages for His people on in today's day and age. Okay, thank you. Scott? Along those lines, when you try to teach somebody, if you only give the teachings, you get the information across, but sometimes a story mm. gives it that additional weight, that additional punch, and you can see how, how this happened in the past and what effect it had. Mm. Mm. So, someone has said that the scripture is all about God trying to save His people, right? Mm -hmm. The story of His interaction with us. In fact, if you looked at the big picture, the Old Testament can be summarized as God promising to his children that a savior is coming. I'm going to do something about this. And the New Testament records the account of the fulfillment of God's promises, right? So in general, the scripture is about God's interaction with our history. And, and let me ask one more question on this note. So why is it uh, important to recognize that God has been so involved with the history of our planet? Yes, Gladys. Well, there's a lot of people that think that it, those that believe that there is a creator, sometimes they think that it's someone that made the world and just let it run. Ah. So God demonstrates through history that he is involved in every day and every step and every changing seasons. God is involved in his world that mm. he created. Thank you. Samantha? And it's also a reminder that as to who God is, He's the same God yesterday, today, ah. and forevermore. He doesn't change. 
Thank you. Thank you for those comments. So, by reading the Scripture, by looking at these historical accounts of God's acts in salvation uh, to save us, we can see that God cares about us. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Gladys, as you pointed out, a lot of people today don't believe in a personal God who cares about this world. Mm-hmm. But as we will be looking at our uh, study today, we will see that God not only cares about the general history, but He cares about every single one of us, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to our study, and let's go to Psalm 78. And uh, Kailinda, would you uh, continue our study by reading Psalm 78, verse 1 to 4? I will read from the New King James Version, Psalm 78. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. Mm. Mm. Thank you for reading that. So from those first few verses of this Psalm 78, we can see that the author here wants to tell the stories Mm -hmm. of what happened before. Right, let's continue reading from verse 12 to verse 16. And let me ask Tendi if you can read for us Psalm 78, 12 to 16. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Psalm 78, verses 12 to 16. 16. Mm-hmm. It reads, In the sight of their fathers, he performed wonders in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zion. He divided the sea and let them pass through it. And he made the water stand like a heap. In the daytime, he led them with a cloud, and all the night a fiery light. He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly as from the deep. He made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like rivers. Mm. Mm. Thank you for reading that. What stood out for you from those... uh, accounts of uh, the history of what God did in the past. Yes, Pastor Derek. You know, Apui, when I was a little boy and they talked about the water coming out of the rock, (laughs) I kind of thought it was like a little drinking fountain, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like this little squirt, you know, coming out of the rock. Mm. But there was a lot of people that came out of Egypt, right? A a vast multitude, plus while they brought Mm. animals with them too. Mm. Uh, This text tells me that when water came out, He caused water to run like rivers. Mm. So, again, it kind of, it it paints maybe a more detailed picture Mm. of that simple truth that that water came out of the rock. It's like, this is like an artesian well, you know, just Mm -hmm. pouring out like a river. Right, right. So, for someone who only read the account of Exodus, they might not have that other perspective of, like, the water flowing like a river. Mm -hmm. It's a miracle, right? right. These are Either stories of miracles. a miracle, but this maybe makes it more vivid. Right, mm-hmm. right. Scott. You know, the first few verses that we read initially, it talks about telling the stories to the children, making sure they get repeated. And then he goes through and recites it. So he's giving an example. Look at all these things that God has done. 
we need to make sure that we keep telling them to the new generation, make sure that these stories don't get forgotten, mm. but that they, they are able to maintain their power throughout the generations. Yes, yes, indeed. That's, that's the theme of our study today, right? Learning uh, lessons from the past. So telling the next generation is indeed very important. John. You know, something uh, that he said that I want to highlight in verse 4, uh, the psalmist tells how to read history. Uh, he says, uh, we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Mm -hmm. So when we read history, it tells us that we ought to trace the glorious deeds of God. Mm -hmm. And that is how we ought to view history. So ultimately, this is not really about us, but this is about the God who has created us and what He has done, His deeds. Amen. Right, so thank you for pointing us back to the, what you can call the main actor or the main person of the story, mm. who is God here. Mm -hmm. let's, let's continue our study by reading verse 43 to 48 of the same, Psalm 78. And I'm going to ask Glennie if you can read for us Psalm 78, 43 to 48. And we will see that this is a, a recounting of God's deliverance of His children from Egypt. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, When He worked His signs in Egypt and His wonders in the field of Zoan, turned the rivers into blood and their streams that they could not drink, he sent swarms of flies among them, which devoured them, and frogs which destroyed them. He also gave their crops to the caterpillar and their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He also gave up their cattle to the hail and their flocks to the fiery lightning. Mm. Mm. Okay. So this is the, uh, the historical account of God's delivering His children from the bondage of slavery from Egypt. Mm -hmm. And if we go to Exodus, we will, we will see that same story. Mm -hmm. But my question is, do you see any difference or any additional information that we can gain from the psalmist when it comes to those stories of, the, say, the plagues that fell on Egypt mm -hmm. when God was delivering His children? Jeffrey. Yeah, so uh, I don't remember in Exodus the thunderbolts, okay, or the fire, or in some translations, fire from heaven or anything. Mm. I'm very familiar about the locusts and the hail, but thunderbolts, mm. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think in some translation it has the word fire, yeah. but thunderbolt, yes, that's yeah. uh, as Pastor Derek pointed out, it's a more vivid mm -hmm. view of God's presence, right? Gladys, did you want it to add something there too? Well, I think that, you know, every, every when the writers on the spirit uh, inspire the writers of the Bible, mm. you know, they, they would interpret, um, you know, what they saw or what they perceive. Mm. And uh, just like in other parts of the Bible, they highlight different things. Right. And I think that he wanted to make sure that no matter if it was something big or small, even the, the, like he says uh, on verse 46, you know, they're a product, what mm. they were working for, mm -hmm. little things right. in, the, in, in creation destroy those things. Right. So it doesn't matter how big or, 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 or gigantic their works were, mm. they became nothing in the hands of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Pedro. Now, I see here the, the poetry aspect, right? He's talking mm -hmm. about the same thing, the hail and the lightning. Mm. Now, I, I, when I was a kid in school, I, I would love to see the hail coming down on the garden. And it was like little pebbles coming down 
uh, and it was very light. But here it is, is emphasizing the intensity, mm -hmm. the intensity of this rain, which mm. was obviously uh, of stones, maybe stones of ice. I see hail. I have only experienced hail in, in a form of, of ice. Mm. And, uh, and I can imagine this thunderstorm mm. rolling down with lightning mm. and rocks coming down and, and hurting the cattle. Right. Derek. And mm. you know, I saw Tendi's hand too, but mm. let me just very briefly say, even if it said exactly the same thing, what's unique about Asaph here is he's put it into a song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This, these are scripture songs, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. So it's a way that the children can be singing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Exodus was a historical record mm -hmm. and, and, and inspired by God. Mm -hmm. Moses wrote it down. But this is a song that they can be singing as they're walking around and fix that history lesson from the past mm. in their memory. That's, that's a good one. Yes, uh, Tendi. Pastor Derek took the words right out of oh. my mouth. <laughs> but just to add on, just as a fellow poet myself, mm. I imagine Asaph, when he was writing this, mm. he wanted it to be remembered in a way that it's vivid in mm. the, the storyteller's mind or the people receiving the story. So, hence the thunderbolts, you know, that were not there in Exodus. Mm. Yes, thank yes. you. Yes, and maybe God gave, uh, you know, a unique uh, inspiration to Asa, revelation of uh, the event itself, we, we don't know, but it's very possible that mm -hmm. he was shown the same event mm -hmm. that uh, Moses described in Exodus, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, we, ha we have seen the miracles of God from these, uh, what you would call the poetic psalms on the historical account of God's deliverance. But we also see the stories of uh, what you can call the rebellions or the negative um, stories from Exodus, from those incidents. Let's go to some of those and see if we can learn any lesson from there. And let me ask Sabina if you can read for us Psalm 78 verse 19. Okay, sure, Priya. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and that's uh, Psalm 78, verse Nine. uh, 19. Mm -hmm. And it says, Yes, they spoke against God. They said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Mm -hmm. Thank you. They spoke against God. All right, let's, let's look at a couple more verses. Verse 40 to 41. Trisha Lee, can you read for us? Now the same Psalm 78, verse 40 and 41, please. Greetings from the New King James Version. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Limited. Limited. <laughs> limited the Holy One of God by provoking him. Wow, those are strong words. Let's look at uh, one more place where describe this side of the story. And let me ask Samantha if you can read for us verse uh, 56 uh, down to 58. I will read from the New King James Version, Psalm 78, verse 56 to 58. Yet they tested and provoked the Most High God and did not keep His testimonies but turned back and acted unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. 
for they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their carved images. Oh, mm. okay. So we find the painful part of Israel's history there. Mm -hmm. So my question is, when Asaph is uh, writing this poetic psalm, a song, why not only include the happy memories? <laughs> why include the painful memories as well, John? You know, often skeptics say that there's a notion sometimes that God is uh, racist. Hmm. But is that the case? The Bible describes both the glories and the glories of Israel. God is honest about his own people. Hmm. And so poetry such as this, where you know, the poet describes both the glories and the glories, tells that God is a very honest God and he's not a racist, if I can use those words. Mm. <laughs> okay, Samantha? I think it's there, lest we forget how God has led us in the past. Mm. You know, sometimes when things are going good, we get so complacent. Mm. And so I, I feel that you have to have a little bit of that there. So when, when I'm faced with a trying time, I can say, oh, I remember mm. the story of what the children of Israel went through and God brought them through it. So mm. lest we forget how the Lord has okay. led us in the past. So don't forget what God has done in the past, Gladys and then Jeffrey. Well, I think that, you know, condos are human nature, falling human nature. And when these things are recorded, we can, know, we can see God's love mm. and consistent faithfulness to his people, even though they fail. Mm. And I think that when we are frail and we fail, sometimes we tend to think, oh, we, I'm going to hide from God because God cannot forgive me anymore. But when we see this, mm. that they fail over and over and over, God still chase after them, still look for them, and still forgive them. That gives us hope. Amen. Amen. We'll, we'll come to the, uh, the message that comes through at the conclusion of this psalm. But thank you. Jeffrey and then Trisha Lee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I agree with Gladys. The whole scripture is not about what we do and how good we look. It's <laughs> how good God is to us and what he's, you know, planning to do with Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. Trisha Lee. Well, yeah, I'd like to read verses 7 and 8. I think it helps answer the question of why include some of this history of the rebellion. Oh, sure. Psalm 78. The same psalm, psalm. Mm -hmm. verse 7 and 8. 7 and 8. Mm -hmm. I'm reading from the New King James Version. That they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn, rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart right and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I like these two verses because it reminds us that yes, our focus is on God, but we don't want to have repeat generational curses or repeat the same thing our fathers have done. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we, we don't want to hide these bad things because it's important for the next generation to avoid those same mistakes, the same pitfalls. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, very, that's a good point. Thank you, Trisha Lee. So, not only learn about what God has done in history when it comes to the positive side of uh, the accounts, but also learn from the mistakes of your ancestors, right? Kailinda. I work in a laboratory, and in science, there's a process where you have to optimize experiments. You have to mm. figure out time courses or chemical reactions or amounts that you need to mix in with certain materials. And we're taught that 
one month of reading mm. will save you one year of experiments. Mm. And one conversation with an expert will save you a week of trying to figure something out, right? Ah. So when, when we learn about what people have done, what has worked, what hasn't worked, mm. the Bible is very clear on the path that leads to life mm. and leads to abundance. And so this is really useful for us as, as a guide to say, I'm not going to make the same mistake. Or mm. if I make the same mistake, I can remember that God is a God of salvation. So there's a lot of hope. Oh, wow, that's a powerful illustration. Thank you. Scott, would you read for us Psalm 106, verse 13? I want us to jump over to Psalm 106 just for a moment and uh, look at another angle to this core issue that I believe the psalmist would like us to learn. Psalm 106, verse 13. Okay, and I'll be reading from the ESV. But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. Mm. <laughs> so I, I believe the core issue, once again, is forgetting what God has done in the past and not trusting Him for the future, right? Mm -hmm. You wanted to comment on that, Scott. Yeah, you know, um, imagine if the stories we had in the Bible were all positive. Mm. Um, I think... We'd be, I think we'd end up making the same mistakes over and over and over because so, some people say one of the best schools is a school of hard knocks, mm. right? Um, you know, we, we learn from mistakes. We learn from negative experiences. That's one of the reasons why God allows us to go through them sometimes, mm. right? And so, but by us recalling the painful history of Israel, maybe that can help us not have to make those same mistakes ourselves. Mm -hmm. For sure, indeed. Uh, Sabina. And Priya, that's also a reminder of God's ongoing love, right? So even mm -hmm. though uh, we can hear and listen to that, that those stories, I think we all can identify with the fact that even though knowing those things, sometimes we do fail. And having the assurance that God is still going to love us through that mm -hmm. is very important also to strengthen our faith, mm. right? And I just wanted to, to add a point here. That as I was listening to you, I was just considering how beautiful it is that God, He chooses to lead people to know Him through those stories, instead of just sending the inspiration and the revelation to the prophets to present propositions or theological or fundamental beliefs. You know, even when we are dealing with people and trying to point them to Jesus, I think it's important that we focus in helping them have a a story of their own life with Jesus, mm. right? So that we are not so focused just in trying to making them have a specific understanding of a particular doctrine that sometimes will take time for them to absorb when really God, what he wants is that people will be led to know him and have a, a history with him as well. Mm. Amen. Can we say, yes, indeed, doctrines and fundamental beliefs of the scripture is really important, but I believe Sabina is right that First and foremost, the most important aspect of uh, a relationship that God wants is a personal knowledge with Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Sabina, would you take us on that note to verse 70 to verse 72 of Psalm 78? Um, and let's see what message comes through from this psalm at the, at the end of the closing part of this psalm of Asaph. Sure. So you want 70... Psalm 78, 72, right? Or 70 to 72, yes. Okay, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And that's what it says. He also chose David, his servant, 
and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes that had young, he brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Mm, thank you. So the, the conclusion of the psalm is not on a negative tone, is it? No. <laughs> it's on a positive note that God raised up someone like David. But more than David, could this be speaking of a bigger picture of God shepherding His people? Mm. I know in our previous study we learned about the picture of God as our shepherd. John? You know, some, I've, I've actually uh, have some friends uh, who leave church, who abandon church because there are some people who've done bad things. Mm. And so they say, you know, God is not in this church anymore. But that is not the case. We see the history of Israel. I mean, they've been bad, but God is still with them. God is still working through them. And the same thing with God's church even today. Mm. You no, know, there might be some mistakes that might happen, but that doesn't mean God is abandoned. He continues to work with His church, and His church continues to be His church, will always be His church. Thank you. Uh, you know, from our perspective, it might be easy to point fingers at the children of Israel and say, oh, they rebelled so many times, <laughs> they just didn't get it. But how easy it is for us, too, to forget how good God has been in our own lives mm. and forget to trust Him for our future. Mm. I believe we're guilty as charged too yeah. on this account, right? Samantha, I see a few hands, so I'll start with Samantha. Yeah, so I, I love where it spoke about how God brought Dave, um, David from being, you know, fall, um, keeper of the sheep to a keeper of God's people. And, it, and the verses reminded me of Peter before he was called, you know, he was out on the sea and he had that great catch. I mean, at first he wasn't sold. He had not bought into the idea yet of Christ being the Messiah, mm. though his, his brother was, um, you know, and, and Christ said to him, you know, you will not, you will no longer be catching fish. You will be now become a fisher of men. And that's what we have to put that light on ourselves that God is calling us to be example, to be that light. And mm. so these are, these people are examples of what God is mm. calling us to do today. Okay. Uh, I think in the next part of our study, we'll look at another, another Psalm where we can learn from those patriarchs that faithfully follow God. But first, Pedro, your comment. Mm -hmm. I've been noticing here through these Psalms that they needed to sing this Psalm to be reminded, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they were not singing and praising God is important in our lives. And mm. uh, so we can be reminded of His works. Sometimes we can look into the negative things. What we do today, they were looking on the negatives. Maybe they were looking at the rock and says, well, there was no water coming out. He mm. says, no, <laughs> speak to God, praise Him for what He has done. Mm. And, and you'll be reminded of His work. Thank you. Uh, we need to move on, but first Gladys, and then we'll move on to Psalm 105. I think that in our daily lives, you know, it's important for us to, to remember what God has done. Mm. Because um, when we go into trials, we usually forget. Mm. And the simple truth that God loves us gets fizzled away when we go into trials. So it's, it's very good to always remember because that's what gives us strength to go through what whatever we go through. That is so true. I mean, if we look back in our past history and we see that God was faithful then, mm -hmm. why wouldn't be faithful now? Exactly. Right? So looking back to our past history reminds us of mm -hmm. 
the He's facts right. that we can trust yes. God. Wow, that's a powerful lesson. Let's go to the next part of our study. And this time we'll look at Psalm 105. This is also what we can describe as a, a historical psalm that mm. describes God's salvation of His children. Um, psalm 105, verse 1 to 5. Jeffrey, could you read that for us, please? Yes, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Mm-hmm. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him, sing praises to Him, tell of all His wondrous works. Glory is glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in His strength, seek His presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that He has done his miracles and the judgments he uttered. Mm. Some of you were wondering, that verse, those verses sound familiar. <laughs> I was singing. My I was singing along. <laughs> That's the, the scripture song we have been singing in yes. this series, isn't it? Can anyone tell us the context of this um, psalm? In what context was this psalm written by David? Mm. Anyone? John? Mm -hmm. So the Ark of the Covenant was uh, brought into the tent that David had prepared mm. or to Israel. And so David was rejoicing mm. uh, about the fact that the Ark of God, I mean, the very presence of God, which was in between those cherubims, was now in Israel. Oh. And so that was the context of why uh, there's so much of praising going on <laughs> in this passage. Right. So we're, we're not, we don't have the time to read, but if, if we go to First Chronicles 16, that's where we find this history of the Ark of the Covenant being returned back to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And David is rejoicing, and he has written this psalm of praise to God, giving thanks to God. And uh, what message do you hear from this first few verses of Psalm 105? You know, we, we sang this song earlier as we began this study. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. What stood out for you, Scott? You know, all of this thanks and singing and so forth that we see in verses 1 through 3. That brings us in verse 4 and 5 to seek the Lord, mm. seek His presence, remember His, His wonders. So, in other words, the, the praise leads us to an action to motivate our relationship with God. Mm. Okay, so praising, motivating us to seek more uh, relationship with God. Mm. Tendi. I see a strong emphasis of telling of mm -hmm. His wondrous words. Mm -hmm. It's reiterated time and time and again, yes. and mm. it's the reason for this praise. Amen. Okay, yeah. all right, Amen. the reason for the praise. I like that. Let's go to Glenny. I was uh, reminded of this quote by Spurgeon who says, We are far more ready to recollect foolish and evil things than to retain in our minds the glorious deeds of Jehovah. If we would keep these in remembrance, our faith would be stronger, mm. our gratitude warmer, our devotion more fervent, and our love more intense. So we see that that's something we often lack and something we need to work on ourselves. Mm. Wow. Mm. Thank you, Glennie. You know, I thought just came into my head as Glennie was sharing that maybe we should write down our own history too, don't yes. you think? <laughs> yeah. you know, we should write down when we have experiences where God came through in our lives. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll go back to our Both a testimony. Yeah. Testimony. <laughs> right? Looking back on our diaries, mm -hmm. recounting what God has done in our lives. Pedro. Now you're mentioning that and 
go back to my mind. You know, I'm not a journal. My wife can journal hours in her Bible. He bought even a Bible that she can write around the Bible. Hmm. But I don't do that. But I have started doing that uh, sporadically when I see the time that I'm, I'm not feeling my best. Hmm. I, I go down and start talking to God. I read the Psalms and I go and, and write it down uh, what the Psalm is speaking to me. Hmm. And recently I, I opened up the the, the basically a notebook that I've been using it. And I read one of those notes that I have written mm. uh, a couple of years ago. Mm. And it impacted me tremendously. And I says, mm. wow, did, did God talk to me like that? Because I was just writing what he has spoke <laughs> to right. me through the Psalms. And I was reading my own writing right. what God has spoken at that time. It says, mm. I needed that reminded of mm. what that experience was. That's Amen. powerful. Okay. We need to move on and see a few more verses here. Uh, Kailinda, would you read, uh, read for a verse 13 to 15 of uh, Psalm 105? I will read from the New King James Version. This states, When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. How? Thank you. So we see God's protecting the yeah. children of Israel as my anointed ones. Don't touch them. <laughs> you hear uh, like a father trying to protect his children. Mm-hmm. Let's continue, uh, Kalinda. Would you continue reading for us uh, verses 16 down to 24? Again, from the New King James Version. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob dwelt in the land of Ham. He increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. Mm. Mm. Okay, so a few names appeared there. Mm-hmm. Uh, can anyone share with us some of those names? Oh, that Joseph. Is okay. that Joseph is, is named We see there? Joseph. Mm-hmm. Who else do we see? Jacob. Jake. We see Jacob. Mm-hmm. All right. We see... Um, we will, as if we continue reading, we will see Moses and how God continued to deliver his children. Now, I wish we have the time to read the whole Psalm 105. But if we, if we looked at the big picture, it's interesting to note that while uh, the Psalm of Asaph in Psalm 78 recounted both the positive and the negative experiences, David probably intentionally omitted the part of the stories where they rebelled against God. Why do you think David um, wrote only about the miracles, the positive side of the stories? Gladys. Well, just just like John was saying, this is a, a festive celebration. The <laughs> ark has come into Israel. Mm. So he's celebrating, just highlighting what God has done mm. and how he used some men or blessed men in their history to, to, to highlight what he is doing for humankind. Mm, thank you. Scott? 
you know, I think a lot of the Psalms are written for different purposes. Mm. And so there are times when it's important to recount the full history. Mm. There are other times when it's important to focus on a positive, uplifting message. Mm -hmm. There are times when, when it's important to cry out to God in our distress. There are times when, when we should sing for praise. Mm. You know, there's all sorts of different Psalms for all sorts of different settings. Okay, thank you, Samantha. And it could be to point some light on the fact that although they rebelled, they were still God's chosen people. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's a lesson for us too that we will falter, we'll fail, but we'll get back up again. And and a point that I, I, I want to share too is that mm. if you notice it says that God will not turn he will not turn a blind eye to sin, mm. but he will also reward those who are obedient to him. And that's what, you know, we see here in, in this. Indeed, line. indeed. Thank you. Yeah. Sabina, would you kindly read for us the last part of Psalm 105, uh, verses 42 to 45? Yes, yeah, sure. We are uh, reading from the New King James Version, and that's what it says. For he remembered his holy promise, and Abraham, his servant. He brought out his people with joy, his chosen ones with gladness. Mm. He gave them the lands of the Gentiles, and they inherited the labor of the nations, that they might observe his statuses and keep his laws. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we have seen a few names there, as we pointed out, Abraham, Joseph, Jacob. Could it be that David wanted to highlight these patriarchs as good examples? Mm -hmm. for the children of Israel to continue to follow, yeah. right? And, and how did David end that psalm? Praise, Praise the Lord. The Lord. Praise. What is the significance of that ending, Scott? Well, you know, we all know this in Hebrew. Mm. Praise the Lord in Hebrew with hallelujah. Okay. So what's the, uh, what's the significance of this uh, word? Praising the Lord. Hallelujah. John. No, when as he was recounting the history of uh, Israel, mm. all that he could say was praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Derek, I know uh, hallelujah is your favorite, favorite Hebrew, Hebrew word. word. Yes. I want to comment on the significance uh, of and it. And I think uh, certainly Scott is right. There's different mm. Psalms for different times, but this is really focusing on God. Mm -hmm. mm. And mm. when we focus on the goodness, the mercy, the faithfulness of God, Hallelujah is the best word, yeah. really, to praise Him. And mm. I think what God has been inviting me to is to spend less time looking at the failure mm. and more time looking at Him. Yeah. Amen. And I think when I do that, I'll say hallelujah more. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wow, that's a powerful. Pedro and Samantha. Mm -hmm. I see the beauty here in the Psalms, you know, for me, people say a lot, Psalms are songs, and they are, mm. but I, I relate, all songs are also prayers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if you look into even society, the, the, the worldly songs are prayers being called to someone, mm. now here, I see God's inviting us to praise Him, mm. and spending time in praise to Him, mm. you know, our prayers are so focused on ourselves many times, and we have seen and been learning here from the Psalms that, the focus of all of our songs and our praises and our prayers should be towards God. And spending time with God and praising time 
is crucial mm. in our lives. Amen. Mm. Thank Amen. you. Samantha. And I feel that too, the psalmist was praising God because in verse 42, it says, for he remembered his holy promise because he, mm. he promised that through Abraham, you know, we will become, we will be blessed. And so mm. he's just giving God thanks for bringing his chosen people through and for being a God who keeps his word. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Indeed, God keeps his promises, yes. right? Mm -hmm. I believe that's a very important point. Kylinda. Can you imagine that maybe we'll sing this song in heaven, maybe even with Bodle's uh, music? <laughs> this was written when David brings the ark into Jerusalem and everyone comes. And when we go to heaven and we're all worshiping, being in the presence of God, we won't remember all of the negative parts wow. of our history. I mean, it, it will always, you know, kind of be imprinted there, but I think our focus will just be God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's, that's, a, that's a very beautiful insight right there, because when we get to heaven with Jesus, the presence of God, as symbolized by the Ark of the Covenant, mm -hmm. is going to be with us. God is going to dwell with us, right? Mm -hmm. As we Amen. continue to praise Him, we'll recount the happy, good memories <laughs> of what God has done for Amen. us. Praise. Andy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think David omitted the negative because he didn't want to be redundant. Hmm. Remember, um, in Psalm 78, there was negative and positive, and now moving forward to Psalm 105, he just wants to praise the Lord. Hmm. And from David's perspective, maybe he, you couldn't move forward by dwelling on the past. Let's hmm. dwell on the hmm. positive and focus on God. Amen. Thank you. We have to move on to the last part of our study. And Sabrina, would you kindly read for us Psalm 135, verse 1 to 7. And uh, let's see what additional lesson we can draw from the past based on Psalm 135. Okay, so I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord, praise Him, O you servants of the Lord. You who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to His name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for Himself, Israel for His special treasure. For I know that the Lord is great, and our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, He does, in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all deep places. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning from the rain. He brings the wind out of the treasuries. Hmm. Mm. Wow. So, based on these uh, verses in Psalm 135, uh, Israel is described as a special treasure mm -hmm. of God. What does that mean? Why was Israel chosen by God to be his special treasure? What was the purpose, John? I mean, they were the depositories of uh, God's truth and his love. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, love actually doesn't have explanation at all. God just loves. <laughs> and there's no explanation. And he loves everyone. And mm. through Israel, God was going to communicate that love to everyone. Wow. So that is why they are very, very special. Mm. So what it, it wasn't really because Israel was better than the surrounding nations or because they were more special mm -hmm. that God chose them to be his special treasure. Tendi, I see you shaking your head. So help us understand the, the purpose of God choosing Israel as his special treasure. 
Um, I just believe it wasn't because they were special in any way. Mm. That's all I believe, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeffrey? I think God chose them because he made a promise with Abraham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you go to Genesis 12, the beginning verses. God made a, a promise with Abraham, and that covenant mm. is, is all the way until Christ comes, and it mm. points to that specific promise. Right, right. And, no, and we're almost out of time, but the right. good news is according to the New Testament scriptures in Galatians and Second Peter, that, that we, by faith, mm-hmm. are children of Abraham. Right. Yeah. So, like uh, Jeffrey yeah. said, the promises that the Lord made mm-hmm. to Abraham mm-hmm. are also uh, for, for us. us. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Peter says, you are a chosen generation, mm-hmm. a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's powerful because we come from all of the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. But through the saving work of Christ, right. we are all brought together. So mm-hmm. we are all his precious possession. Amen. 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 Pedro. Mm-hmm. No, I, I see that the beauty of Abraham's promise that we all partake and the most amazing promise is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why he brought up the people of Israel. So the Messiah could come. Mm-hmm. And we have now not only part of the being part of Abraham's promise, but mm. receive the blessing of his saving grace. Amen. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's let's move on to the last part of Psalm 135, verse uh, 13 to 21. And I am going to ask God if you can read for us verses 13 to 21 of Psalm 135. Okay. And I'm reading from the ESV. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown, O Lord, through all ages. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Mm. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion. He who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Okay, praise the Lord. (laughs) What stood out for you from those texts of the, the conclusion part of Psalm 135 of recounting the goodness of God? Uh, Gladys. I see that, that he's comparing. He's saying, you know, those idols that, that the Israel fell through, that mm. they always were building these altars, mm. they, don't, they, they cannot do anything for you. Right. I am the one who has sustained you. I'm the one who redeems you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a beautiful point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabina. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, to me, it stands out also the fact that our God is a living God. So Jesus is alive and mm. he is interacting with us even right now. Mm. Right. So as we look to those stories, the way they celebrated, they rejoiced in God, the way that they passed on knowledge of God in their lives is a reminder to us also that, yes, there is a living God, a powerful God who is not only trying to pass down information from from back then, but willing us to right today, right now to bound not to idols, but to one who really deserves our praise and, and honor, who is a living existing, imminent, and present God. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I want to come back quickly to Pastor Derek's point about 
us receiving that same blessing and concluding on that point. Pedro, would you kindly take us to our last verse for this study, Galatians 3.29, Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, and let's, uh, let's draw the lesson for us today of God always keeping His promises. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Galatians 3, 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seeds mm. and heirs according to the promise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we receive Jesus Christ, the promised Messiah, it doesn't matter if you don't have uh, the lineage of Abraham as your, this, uh, your ancestor in your family history, literally. But by faith, we're all children of Abraham, mm -hmm. and by recounting the goodness of God in the history of God's leading His children, we can learn for ourselves too, mm -hmm. that if God was always faithful in the past, mm -hmm. He will always be faithful for us in the future. Amen. Pastor Derek, would you close our study? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Well, I don't know what lesson you gained from our study today, but my takeaway lesson is that I need to write down Mm -hmm. my history of how God has led in my life. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I, I, it's kind of like building, building a sacred spot mm -hmm. where I say, God, this is what you did. Here's your faithfulness. So as Pedro said, maybe someday when I feel like things are a little fuzzy, I can go back and I can remember the faithfulness of God. And I'll end, when I do that, remember how he's led in my past, I'll use my favorite Hebrew word, hallelujah, and I'll praise him for he is a trustworthy God. Amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord God, that we could learn not only from the lessons of the men and women of God down through the ages, but even to remember in our own lives the way you've been so faithful to us, so good. And I pray that we would always remember those lessons so that we can trust you fully and share your goodness with those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, friend, I know you have a testimony about the goodness of God in your life. Don't keep it to yourself. Go out and share your testimony with those around you.